As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Hello and welcome to another episode of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi and that other guy. Who? Stop. Just stop. Uh, all right. So let's let's jump into it. Alex, I know you were supposed to be testing this week and that didn't happen. Um, I did not cancel it and the team did not cancel it. And the manufacturers did not cancel it. So I would just leave it at that. Was that okay. fair, James? I can say that. Yeah, right? that's that's fair. I mean, <clears throat> I, I don't like want I to have... look like the, I don't want to look like the team bailed or no, no. I, I said no, so like yeah, it I wasn't our decision. We right. were told that the test wasn't happening. Right. Yeah, there was a test that was supposed to happen with multiple teams and cars or whatever, yeah. and and none was... of them were going, and it's not happening. So, yeah. <clears throat> who knows what that really means and what the real issue is? Whatever, whatever. Uh, this, this part is it uh it was nice getting to drive a car every couple of weeks in the off season we haven't gotten to do that in a while um that is so. one cool thing about like you know in indycar where you have i want to say like every three years something big enough changes that the testing rules kind of get opened up and this happens mm-hmm. right like on a on a on an off year or whatever, you get your three days of off season testing, which just it just sucks. Like you feel like last you're not, year, yeah, right. That last couple of years, you just feel like you're not doing your job. Like it's just not the same, right? It's just not fun. Uh, it's not as fun. But then when you actually get the opportunity, whether it's like when the aero screen came in or when the manufacturer kits came in, kind of just kind of keep going back and back, you get more and more test days. And yeah, like, especially, obviously this is the biggest change that the series has had since 2012 when the new car came in. Um, and for that, we got to do boatloads of testing and that was awesome. But uh, <clears throat> you guys, I mean, there's been, there's been so many test days planned for this new engine format. And yeah, yeah, it does, it does suck that your days got cut short by a couple but yeah, because now as it stands, the next test isn't until it, it's a TBD is the end of January. So it's it's like you say, like, honestly, now, like, thank God Daytona came to be. Otherwise, I wasn't going to see a race car for very long, very long yeah. time. Because uh, February is a testing blackout um, where there is no testing. So really? I'm not, yeah. <laughs> Why I'm is actually, that? Uh, that's above my pay grade, Tim. standard. 
Yeah. But I mean, I, yeah, I didn't know if that was like a standard yeah. thing or if it was different this year. There's, there's kind of always been a blackout day. It normally happens like December 15th to January 15th or something. They kind of force teams to take the holidays off and not throw in a quick trip down to Sebring on the 27th of December uh, just to ruin everybody's Christmas. <laughs> but do you think there's any chance because this test has been canceled um, and and whatever that they might have to relax or might choose to relax that February thing and have more time on track for the first race. It all depends on when ends up happening over the next four to six weeks, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see. So you had your, um, you had your driver physical the other day. I did. Did, um, did you pass? Yeah. I didn't get naked Passed. That's um, still the best. That is still the best story. <laughs> well, Alex, you can. Dude, put they your got pants rid on. of the shorts. They got what? rid of the shorts. Yeah. So you just have your what? own like boxers or underwear on now? No, they don't even make you take off your pants. They just take off your sweater so they can draw blood. So they weigh you in your jeans. There in jeans. Yeah. Well, I guess because they weigh you every weekend now, it almost doesn't matter what your weight is in, in December. Yeah. So they. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Huh. And they tap your knee through the jeans. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I had a little bit of a cold, so I'm going to be honest. I you failed the smell, smell test. Yeah, but <clears throat> I, I, was, I was like, it's coffee. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, and I can't it's, smell It's cinnamon. It. No, no, no. And they were like, how did you know it's coffee? And I'm it's like. It's coffee every year. <laughs> coffee for the past four years. Like, I, I yeah. on this. And, what is the smell test? I, it's weird. Like they give you, there's this little vial and it's gr- coffee grounds and they take the cap off and they're like, close your eyes, tell us what it is. And I'm like, well. Yeah, it's just like a neurocognitive thing to make sure that your brain's telling you it knows what. But it's funny because I was like, yeah, I don't, I couldn't actually smell. And they're like, ah, oh, you're fine. <laughs> it's either, it's always coffee or cinnamon. <laughs> Those yeah. are the two that it always You had a 50-50 guess and you just, yeah. you just dug it. <laughs> Yeah, um, I like that you just blatantly lied and then owned up to it immediately. You're yeah. like, by the way, I just uh, just guessed. It's like, fine. Um, but no, it's always it's always it's always funny because you uh, you go through all the baseline stuff. Um, we've talked about this before, but the impact test is hilarious, mostly because like it has it hasn't changed since I started taking it, which was seven years ago. So for those that don't know, impact test is a concussion kind of protocol test they have on a computer. And so you do your baseline stuff. And then if you were to have an accident and they suspect a concussion, you kind of redo it and they see like kind of levels where you drop off. It's kind of reaction time, memory, problem solving, that sort of thing. But anyways, the questions and the words and everything are all the same. They've been, forever and so it's like i would fork, love to see my house fork, nurse knife nurse yeah, yeah. water i yeah. would like i would love to see my baseline has, has had to have gone up like i would love to see like what actually score i get because i think I, I know i don't get 100 but man it must be like a 95 to 97 percent see i feel it's like, like i know the answers to these things going in the ones that you could potentially screw up still or like the shapes. So they'll, no, <clears throat> no, no I, 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 again, I, I am very confident. I've got a hundred percent on the memory stuff. All but one time that I've done it. And 
it's just like the the reaction time ones are the ones that can change i guess year to right, year but, maybe but the, but the for sure but the the red or blue dot like that's 100 percent every time yeah, yeah. Like, that's right easy. so just to clarify the the concussion protocol test the 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 purpose is if they suspect you have a concussion, you would take this test again and right. they would compare the results to how you did. Okay. Right. So I know the, the test the, initially. The sh- I was going to say, I know the well, culture in racing has shifted over the, the last decade or so. And, and there is, like, someone, is there still a motivation to try and do really poorly on it? So you have so there, a bit of a buffer zone. There was someone um, that we won't say their name who, I do. I don't, I, think know it, the story. I, I don't think it was. On I think purpose. we've told this story before. I don't think it was on purpose. We have never. We have never but said it, who it is. Without no, we've not. <laughs> but uh, and nor his, will we. His baseline. <laughs> I mean, his baseline was bad enough that he had to redo it. Because <laughs> they were like, no, like you got to try again. So I'm sure. I'm sure part of it was to try and like play it down. Because if you did get an accident, you know, you'd want to. Yes, there. Many there people certainly is a bit it. of that. But the thing for me is like, I had that thought the first time I did it, but then I was too competitive. Like once all like the green check marks come up as you're doing stuff, I'm like, well, I can't get one wrong now. And so like, it's just my own like wiring wouldn't let me bomb it. And they said they had guys that did it so blatantly. They like called them up. They're like, no, absolutely not. You're coming back in and doing this again. Right. They weren't clever about it, but, uh, so you did that. You had the, the big IndyCar meetings, um so every um, year that, they have all the drivers come in and kind of give an overview of the previous year and a look ahead to the fall to the upcoming year if there's any yeah. issues that came up that you want to discuss or whatever and i have to say i i've raced in a lot of different championships um and none have taken the effort and the the understood importance of having this meeting um as seriously as indycar and its officials have um and each year that we've done it it really started in 2016 i believe because jay said that this was the eighth year of doing it so anyways maybe it was happening before i came james but at least at least from when i started i think it was fairly new ish to now like they've gotten more and more um efficient productive and generally useful for everyone that's there so as you said like drivers can raise complaints questions comments concerns about you know how races were managed called run changes to schedules and formats tracks anything that you kind of can think of throughout the year and indycar will kind of do their best to to make adjustments to that. And, and a lot of, a lot of things came out of the meeting that we had in 22 for 23. And I think the things that you're going to see come out of this meeting for 24 even surpass that. And so I think that it's, it's a huge opportunity for the drivers to kind of have a say and then put their emphasis on things they feel is important to them. Um, and that's really cool. So it makes you as a driver feel valued and important and it's a two-way conversation and and i really applaud indycar for for doing that each year yeah it's it's i've been always been impressed the number of times that like there's been <clears throat> some sort of rule or you know yeah some some rule about how a certain session is run or whatever that the drivers will say 
you know, throughout the year, hey, what if we did this or we don't like that? And they're not going to change it mid-season, just kind of keep it fair. But in this meeting, they bring up a topic and they just, they, they simply go, okay, do you guys want it A or B? And they let the room vote and then they go, okay, fine. And it's not like some big bureaucratic process. It's not going back and running it past the team owners and past other people internally and past and past, you know, and, and layers and layers of bureaucracy and stuff. It's literally just, you're the guys on track and girls. You know this better than we do. Which way should we run it? And and they do that. Um, and so, like a lot of rule changes get made in that room for the following year. And I and I agree. I think that's I think that's an awesome thing that IndyCar does. What I do find funny, and I've had conversations with like Jay Fry about this over the years, is the number of times that one of those changes will happen that is from driver vote. And then later that next season, drivers are bitching about that particular rule. And he's like, I don't know what you want me to do, man. Like, I let you guys pick the rule. And that's what you landed on. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. But you don't know until um, you do it, right? Like, for sure. No rule is going to go in. Well, yeah. It is, it is, it is, it is crazy. Like the openness that they have to like, like there was four or five different things that in that meeting was like, okay, that's what we're doing. Done. Like majority, majority vote has it. We're doing this. So was there, um, and like, don't name names, but there, was there a consistent person that was like against the majority on some of these topics? No, no. I wouldn't say that there was really any opposing views. There was, there was individuals that spoke that you're just like, either you weren't listening at all to the past four minutes of this particular conversation, or you're really Elio not was there? very, or you're really not very bright. <laughs> it's one or the other. No, I mean, it, and it's just like in every, the whole room would look at them and be like, dude, like either that was literally just talked about at nauseum for three minutes, or you didn't comprehend anything of what was just said. So, right. Um, there were some of those moments, but no, I think as a, as a room, there was 15, maybe 12 to 15 of us there. And yeah, everyone pretty much agreed on everything. So see, that's interesting because not bad. without the rest of the field there, you're kind of that's taking it. an average hundred percent. Right? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm actually surprised that like, that's a lower number than I would have thought. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people weren't there. Um, a surprising amount like the there was the only representation from ganassi was uh kiffin um wow. the i assume we mean football coach lane kiffin <laughs> uh marcus and colton were there from andretti so was kyle so all of andretti was there um, me and david were there um pato was in abu dhabi um joseph and will were there Scott was on vacation. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously there's some teams that haven't quite announced driver lineups yet. Um, the ECR Linus guys wasn't there. Linus was there. Sorry, Linus was there. Yeah. Uh, that's but yes, him, him and Kiffin, Kiffin were the only Ganassi representatives. Yeah, two guys that have never raced for Ganassi were the only Ganassi representatives. Well, they didn't say much. So there you go. <laughs> I guess Scott and Alex are just happy with the way things are going and trust the Alex group. To, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But that's the thing, right? Like if you have if you have twelve to fifteen, let's let's call it let's call it fourteen guys, you got half the field there, right? Right. So if majority of that half agrees on something, you odds are you're probably still in the majority of the whole field's there. So you think yeah, you can yeah. still get stuff. Still get stuff done. Sure. Sure. Um 
One thing they used to do in those meetings that they don't do anymore, and I don't know if it's just me that misses this, because like I'm I've got like morbid curiosities about these things sometimes. But they used to have a like half hour window where it was always Terry Trammell would come in and kind of go over all the kind of major incidents, accidents from the year before and talk about the data from, you know, those accidents and what those meant and um, any injuries, what caused them and what they've done or looked at doing to try to prevent that type of injury. Like we had a, we had a whole phase where, and it's still an issue, right? Like wrist injuries from the, the wheel being jerked out of your hand and wheel to wheel contact or contact with the wall or whatever. And a lot of guys were hurting wrists. We've had a bunch of different things that IndyCar have tried over the years to, to mitigate that. We tried to put a, a damper on the wheel so it couldn't spin at a certain pace, which was, you know, derived from data based on when there was an injury, et cetera. But one of them was like a full on, like, I forget if you were around for this or not, Alex, I forget when this was, but it was like a full on glove that was like a carbon brace, basically that would give you all the mobility that you needed to drive the car, but anything above and beyond that would actually cause an injury. Like it would be stopped from the, from like the brace. Hmm. The issue with that though, was that force has to go somewhere, right? So if it's not in the wrist, it's getting just kind of deferred down to your elbow and maybe you're going to start having elbow injuries and things like that. Right. So it ultimately right. got scrapped, but never, anyway. never free lunch. Right. But so there was always a, there was always a half hour window that was set aside for Dr. Trammell to come in and kind of just go over all that stuff. And I always found it really fascinating and like interesting to know and keep track of that stuff. You'd have a list of number of incidents per type of track, number of incidents, number of injuries per type of track. And we could like track that we were improving things on, a, you know, on certain, certain deals. Um, one thing, one, one graph that they started doing every year, which is hilarious to me. Don't tell me on is, track passes. Well, no, they okay. do that. Um, we had 7,749 in case you were interested. No, it's we did the not. amount. Well, we did. It's 7,749, James, uh, on, on track passes. OTP we had. Um, and so uh, they have started tabulating and sharing the amount of messages oh yeah <laughs> that race teams have sent to race control and then have been sent back and every year since they started doing this like the 27 car was like either one two or three right and i was always like man like i i bitch but i don't bit i don't bitch that much right and sure enough, this year the twenty-seven car was second, and the seventh, the seven car was like eighteen. So it was like, hey, see guys, you. wasn't me. Here's um, my question: Where was the twenty-eight? Because the twenty-eight last year was number one, like twenty twenty-two was number one, and then the eighteen was number one twenty twenty-one. Uh, I didn't notice that because the fifty-one was. P1 by a factor of two, I think. <laughs> and everyone wow. was just stunned about that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. 51, not making any friends in race control. Got it. No, no. Did you did you look um, at who the bottom was? Uh no. Like the, honestly, it was this like 15th to 22nd were all the same. And it was well, like yeah. Eight. Right. So like, yeah, I was in that group. I don't know. Right. There was no one that was like below eight. Yeah, yeah. right, right. 
And remember, everyone at home, this is not like the drivers keying up to race control. This is the right. pit stands, right? This is not a reflection right. of the drivers necessarily. Right, right. right. Um, but yeah, that is funny. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right. So Daytona is uh, both of our next time in a car. We 7,749. But again, it doesn't count because if a guy goes into the pits from the lead and then 27 cars pass pit lane, they call that 27 on-track passes. I mean, by science, that's correct. He wasn't on the track. He was in the pits. He was on a racetrack. Mm, mm, Like Mm. if we consider the racetrack, the boundaries, the white lines, and anything outside of that is track limits. No, racetrack where race car go. (laughs) Race car go fast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we struggle, we struggle, go fast. Um, okay, Daytona, yes. So we are missing the Daytona pre-roar test in December. We are? Which is a... Did you think that we were going to Daytona in a week? No. Do you have flights booked in Daytona in a week? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. So, yes. There's a lot so, going on right now. There's, there's, there's a lot happening, and I'm not sure I'm following any of it right now. <laughs> There's a big IMSA test at Daytona coming up next week or maybe the week after. I honestly have no idea when it is. Yeah, yeah. it's coming up soon. It wouldn't be the week after that because that's Christmas. Okay, so next week. And we as FAF Motorsports are not attending because our car doesn't exist yet. But It exists. uh, It's just not in America. It's not in America. Correct. It's not in North America. So we cannot attend that test. So that's a bummer. It would have been fun to get out there and get... uh, (laughs) But is it... Do you really need to pound more rock at Daytona? Like, I just, I mean, look, I don't get to drive race cars as much as you do. So I would take it just because, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> just to make race car sounds. Yeah. Um, but yes, I mean, no. I, I mean, you can make race car sounds on this podcast if you want real quick. Just so. Yeah, what does, what does our car sound like? Um, Is it, like, I don't need you to make the sound, but where does it do. fall between Porsche and Corvette? I need you to make the sound. I would say it's quieter than both, probably. But like on, like the, on the pitch scale, is it deep or high? It's, or? it's deep. It's it's much deeper. So it's, it's it's like a quiet Corvette. It's like a quiet Corvette. It's on mm. the it's on the Corvette scale, but not as Bummer. yeah. It's not as badass. It doesn't have like the high scream of like you know something else. No, um, I know. Really not like, make the sound. Does it? Yeah. Does it 
does it gurgle and pop and bang and it's it's got a little poppage on, off throttle. I'll take that. Does that sound like? It, yeah, it'll sound cool into <laughs> Tim. Just give it up, bud. <laughs> it'll sound cool into turn one. Um, okay. It um, in the car. It's it's, pretty, it's nice and quiet. It's, yeah, it's nice and quiet in the car. Interesting. It's nice and quiet in the car because like the cool. the red line, like the red line's not very high. I'm not sure if that's a BOP thing. It must be just to like because like I know the road cars can scream, so it's just got to be something BOP ish. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's well, according uh, to the data, you were 109 revs short on your upshift, so maybe that would have made a difference. Maybe that was the pitch I was missing. Called <laughs> <laughs> the f- out, yeah. Well, I mean, at least I showed up to the test, so um, that's well, ahead. no, at least you were invited. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're super not gonna have any, any room for Alex at uh, this test, so you can stay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but so we'll be out for the roar. Um, we'll be out for the roar, which is what, like mid-Jan? It is January 19th, so yeah, pretty pretty mid to late. Mid to late. <clears throat> mid to quite mid. So because we're a travel podcast, there was one travel thing that I needed to bring up from Portugal that I just need, I need, I need to make sure that it's not just me on this one. I feel like it's more common in European hotels, but maybe it's also other places. Any bathroom that has like shower glass that only goes like a third of the way, mm-hmm. the distance of the tub. What are we doing? Why are we doing that? There's no shower curtain. It's not a full glass door. It literally goes, I mean, half is being generous. This one was like mm-hmm. a third. Mm-hmm. of the way the old there are two results of this every time one you're colder than you should be because you just don't keep in the heat from the shower two water goes absolutely everywhere on the floor what are we doing why is this why is this a thing i feel like it's is this a european thing or do we see this here uh it's it's a super european thing and it's super annoying it's so unnecessary i don't get it i really don't get it i had that i soaked the floor i used two towels just to clean up the floor what, mm-hmm. Why? What are we doing here? Dude, I get it. Pretty dumb. Also, I, and I don't like understand. I don't understand what they think they're like. Are they saving on glass? Like, what's what's the purpose? I here? mean, yeah. But like you're you're, you're increasing your cost in mold remediation. <laughs> yeah. Do you also notice how a lot of European hotels, like a king bed, is just two single beds pushed together? Yes. Which I'm actually not entirely against because then you are truly separated from the movements of the other person. What do you guys think about, uh, because I've only noticed this in European hotels, where you have to put the key in for the lights to work so they make sure you don't just like leave the lights on when you're not there? Well, you just put in a different card. I, oh. That's easy. But why? Solution. Yeah, I mean... So the AC stays on. <laughs> oh, that's fair. I didn't I think say, about it being linked up to the AC. I'm okay with it because it's just you just wasting energy if you're not there with the lights and stuff i do see that alex is a unique creature that must live inside an ice box so no i'm actually with alex especially on like at a hotel i want it to be like i will crank that ac up as powerful as possible right but i'm also wound- like the worst possible person in a hotel i'm just like yeah i'm gonna have the tv on for the duration of my stay like yeah I'm- see <laughs> you're the reason that those card slot things for the power exist yeah 
Because like the AC being on, I can kind of understand. But if all the lights are blaring and the TV's on when no one's in the room, you're just, you're just a jerk. Yeah. But also (laughs) like, what is that costing? Think of over, over 500 hotel rooms over 365 days. I mean, I can see that being a lot. Yeah, but that's not our problem. Well, no, but that's why the hotel, wait. That sounds that sounds like a John Doubletree's problem. Yeah, to me. <laughs> you're telling me that they're not accounting for their electricity bill in their room rate. I'm saying that they can do that, but and then, then still find up. ways yeah, to yeah. save money. Yeah. That's called right. business. Well, they should reduce the room rate. Uh, but you're still paying it. So until and people I'm stop showing. the lights on with my fake room key. This is why you have a bus is because you can leave it at 61 degrees and you can have the lights on at all times and just let that generator burn, baby. Dude, that thing's a plugged into shore power, which I'm paying a premium for. Right. All I'm going to use every you, dollar, use every ounce of it. Hey, did LED that lights on the bottom of the bus? Yep. <laughs> Out, outdoor light over the awning. Yep. Yep. Outdoor TV on at 3 a.m.? Sure thing. Absolutely. Yes. Outdoor fridge blasting. I'm going to leave the door oh, yeah. open a I'm little gonna, bit. I'm going to leave it open. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to yeah. try to heat up Gateway. Honestly. <laughs> I'm going to try to make St. Louis um, a little cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did that come up? No, James, because we know we know the battles that you <laughs> should pick. And um, Fair. you should pick the ones that you can win. Yeah. That ain't one of them. Ain't that the truth? Uh, what um, what do you guys have on this weekend? What's happening in the world that you live in? Um, I have a couple baseboards that aren't straight that I'm going to work on. Um, I have a couple doors that I would like to be a little more um, quiet when they close. Mm. Um, I have a light fixture that needs some tightening. Um, you know, real, how, real how, riveting things. How's your basement doing? Great, man. Okay. That thing's bomb proof now. <laughs> little, Why? little water issue a few weeks well, ago. Well, to be fair, this one wasn't the basement's fault. I mean, it was, but not really. Um, it was the landscaper's fault. So I said that there was a leaking irrigation line for a very long time. And they how said, how did you know that? Uh, cause there was puddling, they're like pooling okay, of water. Obvious. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, they were like, nah, 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 it's fine. We, we checked. I'm like, okay, must just, then we're running it for too much. And they, they adjusted the time down anyways, like during the season busy, wasn't paying that much attention. Um, and during the hotter months, it could take it, I guess. Um, but the irrigation didn't get turned off until like first week of November because the warm temperatures, I mean, have stayed with us for, for quite some time. But at night, they were they were dropping. Um, so the water wasn't evaporating as much. And so one corner of the yard was when I, I'm, I'm not kidding you, when I stepped and put 185 pounds into mulch, like my foot went into the ground. So it was had completely saturated like the entire corner of the yard and the foundation, and there was a very small like gap in between like the subfloor 
where the main floor is laid and then the foundation because it goes from poured concrete to like stone or whatever. Anyways, because water had been sitting there for months, well, no, months, weeks, it slowly came down the wall and made its way into my basement. But now I've got like this three-tier water protection system. So I'm not, I, I like, bring it on. Like you, <laughs> You're hoping we get hit with a hurricane. I, I, I swear to God, because it will be the most dry thing on earth. So, <laughs> All right. Challenge right, accepted. So okay. when, uh, yeah, when we start getting the uh, biblical rains, we're just coming to your house and chilling in the basement. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Done. It won't be a wick of humidity. Um, so yeah, home improvements is the name of the game. Oh, we're going to get a Christmas tree. Oh, we're going to nice. hang that puppy. Oh, wait, uh, hang that puppy? What you- well, I mean... Hey, mount, uh, put up, put up. I think it's probably. I know. Decorate, erect, erect. We're gonna erect a Christmas tree. Okay. Are you getting yeah, a real one are. or a fake one? Real, dude. All right. I'm just Come checking. On. Just checking. Some Do you have any have problems allergies? with the length when it's cold inside? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, How about he's the one that said erect. You know, yeah. you gotta you gotta keep it warmer in the house so that the that the it unfolds and opens up. <laughs> do, mm, mm, you, mm. do you decorate the tree, Alex? Or does Kelly decorate the tree? We both do. I do the light. Yeah. She does the ornaments. Okay. All right. So you have a system. Yeah. Is yours we like have, an all, all white light kind of program? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Colored lights are tacky. <laughs> All right, so way to offend everybody, including... Oh, no, wait, Tim only has white lights on his tree. Lights. No, yeah, on a Christmas it. tree? Yeah. yeah. He gets oh. it. Interesting. I'm not saying colored lights on your house or on Santa's on lays Christmas outside. Tree? Absolutely. Christmas tree, white lights only. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The color should come from ornaments and ribbon. Tim's got it. Yeah, he's got that thing locked. We, it's kind of sad. We don't really like ever decorate our house because we're never there for Christmas. Like we spend like half of December or at least not there. We don't do anything other than we have the landscapers put up lights and we do the tree inside. Yeah, we put a couple little crazy. decorations around the house, I guess, but nothing crazy. We, we've done a tree in the past. I think when Connor like was living it. with us, we'd went and chopped a tree down and put it up. The thing, the thing that fascinates me is the people that like every mantle and picture frame and like they've got specific art for Christmas and cabinets are filled with Christmas items. Like it's, it's impressive. Like it looks, it looks fantastic. I just don't know a, how you have the time or B how you came to acquire all of this. It, it happens over a lifetime. Because my mom was like that. Like my mom would decorate the whole house, like every mantle, two at least two trees. Right, sometimes but like, three. But my question is: so you're like, you're you're old as now. We've we've yes. covered this. Yeah, late thirties. Um, but have you acquired anything? Well, no, because we don't. I don't decorate it in my house, right? But like, no, I know. I feel but like, like when I, you're fifty-five, are you going to be bummed that you haven't? I mean, acquired Christmas I might have to at some know. point, just yeah, maybe might have to just go out at some point and just 
you know, just spend a lot of capital spend, yes. for that first year. <laughs> a lot of capex to make sure that the house is decked for the first time we do Christmas at our place. Because we keep threatening that, right? We keep threatening to our families, like, no, we're going to host Christmas down in India, and all you guys have to come to us for once. And because we're like, because it's so much work to like pack up everything for a couple of weeks, pack up the dogs, you drive up, pack up all yeah. the presents, you drive up there, you're bouncing around a different house, like you know, it's like it, it. And then we're like, yeah, 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 or ten people at our house for a week. We'll come up. We'll come up. We'll do the drive. We'll yeah. do the drive. That's not. It's like, yeah, drive. I love. I like road trips. It's fine. Fine. We do a lot of them. I sure do. That's it, man. So, so we're in Colorado. We we left the day after we saw you celebrating early birthday on the weekend, and it's a sixteen-hour drive, give or take. Eight hours too many. It I is. I don't mind eight. Above eight, tough. So right. So the drive from Indy to Toronto was like roughly eight between seven and eight. Right. So we've done that a hundred times. No problem. And until we started doing it regularly, anything over two hours, I didn't really like hmm. then seven, eight becomes normal. It's like, okay, the first time we did this drive, it's rough. This is now the third time we've been out here. And, uh, I got to say, man, like 16 hours in a car with your wife, I could see people starting to get a little cabin fevery, little bickery, maybe. It was great. We had a great trip. It was totally fine. Found a podcast. No, but like, no, but it's not. I, that's not why I would. No, say no, I'm not saying that that's what I'm you were saying. Opposed to it, but like, it always fascinates me on drives when you know, you, you do the majority and you're to like the last hour and 55 and that takes oh, it's the worst ages. Yes. Well, this, yeah, it's like you have these benchmarks, right? You get from 16 to 11. Yeah. But then it's 11 to eight. Right. The, the, the and then best... by the time you get to the hour and 55, it's like, holy. No, you're like home stretch, man. We're basically there. Right. <laughs> like it's, the 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 real telltale like one of those milestones is when on the on ways right it has like your your arrival time the hours remaining or whatever it goes from 10 you get the decimal point back right so it goes from 10 hours to like 9.9 hours like oh because like from 16 it just it only changes every hour you're like you'll be driving along you'll look down and you'll be driving along you look back down and it still says 13 hours you're like it has said 13 hours for at least an hour it's definitely been an hour since i looked so you're like how far away are we what is happening this is terrible so before we before we wrap up, I mean, do you want to give an update on Weller now that you're you're in Colorado or anything like that? Or so I can cut this if you'd rather not. No, no, it's fine. So, so first of all, a uh, big thanks to everybody that's reached out because we've had a lot of a lot of people on like Instagram and Twitter and stuff ask how he's doing. Um, we will find out a little bit more t- this afternoon. So you know, we're recording this on tuesday in the early afternoon later afternoon so he's actually in right now getting some more scans done to kind of see if we've made any progress with the tumors that he had or if anything else has popped up or if anything's grown or whatever um and then based on that we'll make a decision as to what we do with him the following day tomorrow uh and the following couple days whether it's a chemo treatment or radiation treatment so he's it's still TBD. Um, you know, he has, he has a very aggressive cancer. There's no, there's no two ways about it. Um, 
Becky's been an absolute godsend. She's done so much research into kind of the Eastern medicine side of things uh, to change up his diet and to do all these other things that we found just to try to help anything we can do. So we're throwing everything Eastern and Western at him. And he's happy. He he knows no better. He's he's being a he's being a the best little boy. Uh, handles everything well at the hospital. Everybody there loves him. So so yeah, we'll see. We're fingers crossed that uh, that this evening we we learn a little bit more good news that at least things are you know going in a somewhat positive direction. Uh, and then we kind of go from there. So it's one day at a time with this sort of situation. Uh, thanks for asking, Tim. And again, thanks everybody who's reached out. It's, uh, it is appreciated. And then we'll eventually head back. Um, depending, again, depending on what kind of treatment we do while we're out here, we'll head back home. So another 16 hour drive and probably only be back in Indy for two or three days. And then we'll head up to Canada for the holidays. So lots of miles, uh, on this, on this leg of the year, not plane miles now. Now we're down to road miles. <laughs> Can't wait for you to start posting how many thousands of miles you're at now. <laughs> how many miles have I put on my Honda Pilot in the last six weeks? Well, three trips out to Colorado, so a fair few. Um, but yes, I'll start giving you uh, every, eh, I don't know, 50 miles, Alex. I'll just text you an update of what we're up to. Oh, cool. Keep that so, tally going. <laughs> how about you, Tim? What's your weekend look like? uh hazel's birthday party so oh that's this weekend oh sweet go see the yeah she wanted to do it with some of her friends from school so um and christmas parties and everything we're already booked for the middle of uh middle of the month so this is when we can do it so we're gonna go down to orange county see a pirate show and uh she's gonna have a sleepover with all her friends so very cool i will be exhausted so wait how many so wait the sleepover at your place not too many. It's a there. It, she's in a small class, so you've done this before, though. Class. You've had like yeah, six or eight eight year olds sleeping at your place. Yeah, and I always think like, man, when I was her age, I was having a sleepover every weekend, either going to friend's house or yeah, at my. Yeah. So I always try to encourage her to do that side. I yeah. literally whenever she wants here, we get the air mattress out. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, have a lovely sleepless weekend. Yep. Alex, good luck being Bob Vila this weekend. Oh yeah. You do know who that is, right? Is he like Bob the Builder? Close enough. Well, God, is I'm he old. like is he is he like is he like who's he's that? Like, Tim Tim Allen? Yeah, he's he's the real life version oh, yeah. of Tim the Toolman Taylor. Hell yeah. yeah In fact, Bob Vila is featured several times on that show, which is a Hell great yeah. show. I loved that show. As are the Andretti's. That is true. Great call. That was a good call. Mike Lamario make an appearance. All right, guys. We'll have fun with your weekend stuff things. And yeah. I'm gonna go erect a tree. <laughs> Great time to end. Don't forget to cup the ornaments. Good lord, Timothy. This has been Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Off Track is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. We're at Ask Off Track on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow us on Twitter individually, I'm at Hinchtown. He's Alexander Rossi. And if you want to follow Tim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at The Tim Durham on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel for exclusive video content. Off Track is produced by Tim Durham. And by that, we mean Tim. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.